Welcome to the Your Own Food Coach podcast. My name is Pamela Kelly. I'm a registered dietitian and a nutritionist for over 25 years. We've created this podcast to have a conversation to explore the world of food, health, and body image together. You've come to the right place. In episode five, we are talking today about the other end of the spectrum of fullness. If you've listened to my other episodes, we've talked in great depth about hunger, from physical and the mechanical motions of hunger to the emotions of hunger. Today, we're talking about the fullness side of the spectrum and what fullness means in the human body. Some people overreact to the sense of fullness and they don't like the way that it feels. So we're going to talk about fullness from a a variety of different perspectives. But first, I want to talk about what fullness means biologically. When we eat a food and it sets in our stomach, it stretches the lining of our stomach out. And there's actually a hormone release called leptin. And leptin is signaled to the brain to tell us that we've had enough and that we can stop eating. This biological mechanism is a beautiful thing. And think about it. From a primal ancestor perspective, if we didn't have a sense of fullness, we would continue eating until our stomachs were so full they would bust. The food would be gone and actually we probably would have starved to death. Fullness is important, but it has to be respected. And so I want to talk to you about ways to look at fullness from an inner wisdom perspective and think about how you can use fullness as a way to work your mindful journey. When we eat and the leptin is released and tells us that we've had enough to eat, we stop eating. For some of us, that signal might occur within 20 minutes of eating, but for others, it might have a delayed response. Think about this. If you eat quickly, you can consume a lot of food and be very full before that signal reaches your brain that you should stop. Eating slowly can help that signal kick in to let you know that you've had enough and that you're full. Also, if you eat slowly or if you put a a speed bump in your meal to slow you down halfway through, You can check in with your stomach and notice whether or not you've had enough to eat. Those two things, eating slowly and putting a speed bump in your meal, can help you decide whether or not you've had enough for this meal. That's just one aspect of fullness. There's so many different types of fullness. I want to talk to you about them. So we just talked about physiological fullness, what occurs in the body and the hormones in ways that you can recognize that your body's full. But what if you're eating a food that you really, really like? For me, it might be pizza. For my husband, it would be ice cream. What might it be for you that you might want to disregard or override that fullness signal? What happens when we do that is we allow the weight of that food to settle on our stomach. We set up an association of being very full from that food. And we actually can learn to expect to be extremely full when we eat it. And some people might find they actually go for a particular food because they want to feel that full. Does that make sense to you? That you would actually pick a food thinking, man, I just want to be full. I want to be sated, satisfied, comforted, and full out done. Some even to the point of a food coma. And you might find yourself going towards particular foods 
because that's the type of fullness that you're searching for. Pay attention. Mindful awareness helps you learn what foods that might be, and it helps you determine how much of that food you might need to have to reach the level of fullness that's best for your body and paying attention to that internal wisdom. Another type of fullness occurs when we're upset or bothered and we want to feel almost a food coma. Food comas occur when we eat so much food that there's nothing else we can do but sit down and veg out in front of the TV or our computer or just go to bed. This happens to a lot of my clients and it's expressed a lot in my office. One client tells me, that he is lonely, so there's an emotional trigger to eat. But what he's after is to be full. His comfort comes from having that sense of fullness that's probably a a 9 or 10 on a fullness scale, where he eats so much, he is going to just go to bed. And his intention with food is not nourishment, it's fullness. Now I want to explore with you how you can get a handle on that and how you can learn to eat differently that might help you override that sense. If you remember in previous episodes, we've talked about the primal drive of hunger. When we get too full, there's a a tendency to undereat at the next meal because the drive to eat just isn't there, and that's reasonable. Some people tell me they only eat one time a day because they eat so much they're so full that they drive for eating is just not there, but the intense signal to be too full is there. So here's something I want you to imagine. If you had a fireplace or a firebox or a wood-burning stove and you packed it so full of wood that it was brimming and you couldn't get another piece or a twig in it, how efficiently would that fire burn? A fire burns much more efficiently when small logs are placed in it, like a smaller meal, and air can actually get around that fire, the oxygen encourages the flame to grow, and the food is used up. Fullness is not a steady state. It'll always go away. But the ideal way for a body's wisdom is for that fullness signal to start to decrease about two hours after you've eaten. Fullness should dissipate, and gradually hunger returns, and it's time to have that next meal. If you overfill your fireplace and fullness is so intense, you may trick your body into thinking you have to be that full, and you won't be satisfied with two slices of pizza or a small serving of ice cream or anything else. You'll just find yourself wanting more and more and more. So let's see how we could deal with that. If on a fullness scale, we decided that five was sort of a neutral, you feel food in your stomach, but you're not full, maybe six is full. You can feel the food there and you know that you could probably go an hour or two without eating. Maybe seven would be very full. On a seven full, you probably wouldn't want to go for a run or a jog or ride your bike. It'd be too full. Eight would be very full. You're on the couch. Nine would be stuffed. Ten's food coma. So remember, we're looking at from a five being neutral, six feeling the food, seven being full, eight being really full, nine being stuffed, ten being food coma. Where do you feel satisfied? 
some people need to really analyze in their own head, in their heart. Are you looking at being satisfied as being stuffed? Are you looking at being satisfied of having enough nourishment for your body? Gosh, it can be confusing. And my clients tell me being satisfied might be a 10. Being content might actually be a six or a seven. With mindful awareness, pausing, patience, and understanding of your own eating styles, you will be able to discern the difference. And if you're motivated to change your relationship with food, you might find out that it's the fullness factor that you need to be looking at, not hunger, and that fullness is the place to begin working. And I tell you, the truth is, if you eat past fullness, you are telling your body to store the food for later. The body can only do what we tell it to do. If you overeat, you overconsume, and you do it on a regular basis, and you've stretched your stomach, and you expect to be that full, you've set yourself up for a cycle of probably carrying around more energy in your body in the form of fat than you really want to be carrying around. This is something that you can work on slowly, gently, seeing if you can back off, maybe leaving a bite of food on your plate, maybe two bites of food on your plate, maybe looking at the sense of food in your stomach, pausing, waiting, and thinking, how long have I been eating? Has food lost its flavor? Had I had enough? I appreciate you joining me today, and I encourage you to listen to yourself to your body, to the internal and external wisdom that's available for you. Thank you so much for joining us in our podcast today. We're all in search of answers, but maybe it's in the questions we need to consider. Or perhaps we're just not asking the right questions. If this podcast brought up questions for you, I encourage you to talk to family, friends, a therapist, or talk to me. I offer virtual coaching sessions I've worked with people all over the world. Please share this podcast and subscribe to it. We welcome your comments. I'd like to put out a special thank you to my producer, Brian Strickland, and my brand manager, Malia Smith. This podcast would not happen without their help and encouragement. The information presented on this podcast is for the enjoyment of all listeners. It is not intended as either medical or medical nutrition advice or counseling, nor is it specific to any particular individual. It is not intended to replace counseling, medical nutrition therapy, or treatment. Contact a healthcare professional if you are experiencing problems that seem health-related. Please contact 911 if you are having an emergency.